Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. We are shining a light on local talent tonight and talking with two women who are being inducted into the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame. We've got ringette star Andrea Ferguson and former U of M volleyball standout Michelle Sawatsky Coop coming up on the podcast. With the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame class of 2022. And one of the inductees is Andrea Ferguson from the sport of ringette. The first time a player from that sport is going into the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame. And Andrea joins us now on the sports show. Andrea, congratulations on this honor. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. So when did you find out that this was happening for you? Um, I found it a little while ago, probably about a month ago, but was told to keep it to myself. Um, and then today, Sport Manitoba just announced the nominees. Was it hard to keep it to yourself? Um, not really. It's you know, it's not something you really go around telling people. Um, but it's a you know, it's a pretty incredible honor and a pretty incredible class of inductees as well. So, when did your journey in ringette start? Um, I was seven, so a long time ago. Uh, started playing at the community club level and moved my way up into competitive ringette, um, eventually onto the national team uh, in the National Ringette League with Prairie Fire. So played that through many years, 28, 28 years, I believe it was. And what initially drew you to the sport at that age? I just, you know, my sister wanted to play because my cousin played and... Um, my it was my younger sister and I'm like well she if she can't play I have to play so um yeah that's where I started and what arena was your home base right actually okay and did you immediately get hooked or did it take a while I think I was immediately hooked uh it's such a fast-paced team-oriented game I just loved it fell in love with it I still love it and you're still part of the the sport today really so since you stepped on the ice for the first time back when you were seven you haven't really stopped have you that's correct take me through being able to travel around the world to playing the sport that you've loved since you were a kid what was that like for you um you know it's pretty incredible uh not a you know not a lot of athletes get that opportunity and being able to represent canada internationally is is such a great honor and um you know now that i'm coaching and giving back in that capacity as well it's it's incredible to watch other athletes you know achieve goals dreams what they you know what they set out to accomplish in sport so um i've been extremely fortunate and you know really really fortunate to be able to be in those shoes what was your top asset on the ice what were you best at I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was a goal scorer. Um, but the sport ring it is such a, a team game that, um, you know, everybody has to focus on so many different areas. But I would say my specialty was that right post. And for those who are unfamiliar with the sport of ringette, just explain yes. how fast it is. Uh, it's incredibly fast. Um, you know, one of the big, big things is you have to pass over the blue line. So, um, you know, it's such a team game that the speed is it's incredible. Um, you know, we always say it's the fastest game on ice. And, um, you know, everybody says to me, well, why didn't you play other ice sports? And, you know, 
such and such a sport is better than that. And I always tell people, you know what, just come and watch one game. Just come and watch one good ringette game and you'll be hooked as well. Do you wish more people understood and paid attention to ringette? Of course. I mean, any anytime any sport can have exposure, it's it's such a great thing. And, you know, having people see it played at community club or you know, through through the AA ranks or at Canada Games or internationally or at the National Ringette League, like, um, you know, just come out and watch and, and see how fast it is and see for yourself and then make an assumption about a sport versus just without seeing it, deciding that, you know, it might not be for you. Because most people are, I think, somewhat aware of Ringette but probably haven't seen a game or, or know that it's, you know, it's on ice or maybe think it's like hockey without a blade, but it's it, there's so many different parts of the sport, right? Yeah, big time. And looking at the uh, the international scope of things, what do you think would what what does it take for Ringette to maybe make that next step? Is it as simple as inclusion in something like the Olympics? Would that really propel it to the to the international stage? More people would know what's going on. Maybe, but it, it also depends what you want out of sport. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, like I said, play on the national team. I lived in Finland for two years playing in their in their national league. Um, I competed for multiple seasons in the National Ringette League, you know, 20 um, Canadian championships as either, as either a player or a coach. So it also depends on what, what you really want out of sport. If you're looking for a scholarship to a university, this isn't for you. But if you're looking for other experiences like I had previously mentioned bring it is such a great sport and so why did you want to stay in it and get into coaching because I love it I mean what better way to give back to a sport that has given you so much and um, I enjoy coaching immensely and you know watching athletes succeed and you know put everything out there is is awesome because I was once in their shoes now, were you ever a player coach at a Nationals? Reading your bio, it said you were a player or a coach or both. So, um, no, I've never been a player coach, but there were a couple seasons that I coached a team and also played on my own team. Okay. so at you, the same event. That, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a lot to handle at once. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was. A lot of running around. So what does a, a typical day look like for you now? Um, well, I work full-time. Um, I coach the Manitoba herd at the national ring at league level. Um, I'm an assistant coach with the junior national team and we'll be competing at the world championship in Finland. Um, so we've been at multiple camps prepping for that. Um, I love, I love to golf. I love to spend time at the lake, um, hang out with my dog. Yeah. So when it comes to yeah. your different coaching responsibilities, then the mm-hmm. National Ringette League, how many teams are in that? Is it all across the country? Yeah. So there's um, 10 teams, uh, 11 actually this season, sorry, um, ranging from British Columbia all the way to the Atlantic Attack team um, with multiple teams along the way, a couple in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, a few in Ontario, a couple in Quebec, and then one out uh, east. Um and we play in the Western Division, so um, Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and BC. And uh, then we meet at the National Championship, which is in Regina this year in April. And how does Manitoba stack up against the competition? Um, last year was actually the inaugural season of the herd. Um, due to COVID, you know, obviously the league took a couple year pause. Um, 
The team previously was the Manitoba Intact, and before that it was Prairie Fire and the Jets. Um, so I was pretty proud of the group. This past season, we finished actually tied for fourth at Nationals uh, out of 10 um, in our first season back. So um, I would say that's a pretty great accomplishment. And on the international stage, you've mentioned Finland a couple times. Are they up there in terms of the world leaders in the sport? They are. Um, so Canada and Finland has a pretty great rivalry in Ringette. Um, they're the reigning world championships at the senior level. And um, Canada is the reigning world champions at the junior level. So we uh, go to battle again in um, October, November of this year in Finland. Um, so we'll see what happens. How many other countries would you categorize as, as ringette powers? That's really it. Um, you know, there are programs in the United States, in Sweden, in the Czech Republic. Um, you know, they just need that airtime to get going and, um, you know, the coaching and the, the development of the sport. And, uh, you know, hopefully one day they'll be right up there as well. So if there are any parents listening that have a, a young kid who's maybe looking to get into sport, give them the pitch for Ringette. Play it, you'll fall in love with it. As a parent, you'll fall in love with it too. You know, I see so many parents in, you know, at provincial championships, they'll just, for example, you know, the costumes, the dress up, and it sounds so silly, but the passion for the game is, is infectious. And you put your, put your son or daughter into the game and um, you won't look back. Well, Andrea, congratulations again on this honor, and thanks for coming on the show tonight, and best of luck with everything going forward. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Let's turn our attention back to the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame, inducting its 2022 class in a couple of months. And one of the women going in this year is Michelle Sawaski-Coop, who joins us now. Michelle, congratulations on this honor. Thank you so much. It's just uh, it's been it's been quite a fun day. Now that the news is out, I have to I have to say, and uh, just so proud to be Manitoban and and to be a part of this. It's amazing. <laughs> well, we talked to your fellow inductee Andrea Ferguson earlier in the hour, and she said she had to hold on to this news for a month or so. Was it hard not yeah. sharing it with people? Yeah, it was very hard. Um, I mean, I shared it with my family, of course, to sort of say save the date. We were allowed to tell them, and. Uh, I instantly told my parents and of course my husband uh, knew right away and, and, uh, and uh, my kids as well. Although I waited a little bit to tell my kids just to make sure they could keep a secret. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was tough because you know, there are some people I really want to try to share that day with and that evening with, and you know, people are busy and, and people who are special to me, I want to make sure they can be there on that day. So it was really hard. <laughs> what was it like telling your parents that? Uh, you know what, like, f- for sure, you know, um, when I think about this whole thing and this incredible honor, there is just no one I would thank more than them, you know, being from a small town and, oh, I can hardly talk about them without getting emotional instantly because of the sacrifices they made, you know, and, and uh, just incredible. It drove me hours and hours, you know, um, and my story is sort of full of, um, I was always too small and I was always rural and I was always too far away and you know, not making teams. And then the one team that, you know, was one of the first sort of club volleyball teams that would take me was all the way out in Verdon and Steve Densmore, big shout out to him for, you know, being one of the few at the time that thought I had any potential at all. And he was gung-ho on me playing for him. Unfortunately, he was four hours away from Steinbeck. But honestly, 
My parents made that happen, you know, uh, twice a week. We drove eight hours just to practice for a few, and they never even questioned it. And I think when an honor like this comes about, you think about all those moments in your life, and it's easy to think about, you know, the national championships or the Olympics or some of those kind of things. But, um, you know, hours and hours, and uh, I'm I'm just glad I could coach my own boys so I didn't have to drive them anywhere. (laughs) Well, just compare their experience to, to you growing up. How much easier is it to to play high level volleyball or find a team to play on in 2022 compared to the 80s? Oh my goodness, it, it's it's incredible. I mean, when I finally, finally, first you know got to play on this club team, there was I think there were four club teams total for my age in the province. Three were in Winnipeg and basically handpicked, and then there was this team out in Verdun, thanks to uh, Steve being out there, and he's still out there running Club West and, and doing an incredible job, but. Now there are just, I mean, in, in the Bison Club alone, there it seems like there's hundreds of teams and, and different levels and tiers and an ability to keep kids involved. And I mean, Providence College has made a, a huge avenue for rural athletes to be involved. And then, and then out in Brandon and everything out there, they're, they're just booming. And um, it's incredible. If you have a desire to play the game of volleyball, uh, you certainly have that opportunity, at least especially when you're younger. And then if you have, you know, if you've started and you've had that opportunity, it's just amazing. You know, the sky's the limit for these kids. And, um, yeah, it, there's a lot of great, great people feeding into the sport of volleyball these days. And uh, I'm, my boys were, were so fortunate, you know, not only that we maybe maybe had sort of an idea on how to lead them in the sport, but even when they moved on beyond us, you know, and, and beyond our you know, small town here, they're both playing post-secondary and I'm just so proud of them for having forged their own way and uh, for doing this and, and putting in the hard work that they've put in, not just expecting things to happen, but also having that opportunity. It's amazing. How old are your boys now? Well, they're twins and they just turned 20 on September 9th. So their birthday was just a short time ago. So that blows my mind in itself. I mean, I, I do realize how long ago it was that I played and that all of this that we're talking about, you know, if we talk about my athletic career in terms of a, of a player, man, that's just decades ago and they're already two decades old. I, I, I'm, I'm blown away constantly by how quickly the time's going. But I suppose if I, if I feel like I'm not much more than 20, I guess that's a good sign. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you, you said they forged their own path. Did you nudge them towards volleyball or did you just leave it wide open? They could do whatever they want. Yeah, we left it wide open. We took them to the rink when they were little and had them watch their best friends and they weren't terribly interested. We had a backyard rink in the hockey department and we put them into soccer. They played soccer for years and, uh, and then into football, they played for eight years and um, you know, they started to get, especially one of our twins got tall and, and, he was a big guy early, and uh, we thought football might be his thing. He tried, he tried baseball. I actually drove him to JV basketball, trying to, you know, almost force him to try it because I thought, I mean, he was six foot five in grade ten. I thought, buddy, maybe you love basketball, but he had to miss volleyball, and he did not like that. And I suppose they had success in volleyball quite young. I mean, we, my my one one boy uh, Tyson, he begged when he was eleven. I guess they came along with me. I was coaching a seventeen U girls team, and. We went to Edmonton on the bus, and he thought that was the greatest thing. I, I, I tried to explain to him that volleyball wasn't just tournaments in Edmonton and going to West Edmonton Mall, but <laughs> he thought it would be so fun, and so he begged begged me to start this team, and so so we did. We had this wee little sort of ragamuffin team, and we pulled together kids that I knew were athletes and parents that I knew would be supportive, and 
And uh, so, so we did certainly give them that opportunity, but we always told them, you know, whatever you want to do, even if it isn't sports at all, is perfectly fine with us. And But they just took to volleyball. They loved it. I mean, I guess when they were three and four, I was coaching high school out here in Steinbach, and they were in the ball cart, you know. And, you know, I, I, I'll never forget one of them just got hit in the head really hard and he was just he was just having the time of his life, you know, just being a part of the team and being in the gym and Jeepers, you introduce taco in a bag with your, you know, thirteen U club team and, and you know, you've got them sold. So we could we could hardly convince them otherwise. We sure tried to give them uh, an opportunity to play everything, but uh, volleyball was what they chose. So for you, why was volleyball the sport you chose back in the day? Oh, well, the very beginning of volleyball for me, I have an older sister. Her name is Candice, and she's about three years older than me. And, and uh, I thought she was all that for, you know, for whatever reason. We, you know, we look up to those older siblings of ours, and, and she played volleyball. And honestly, I think if you'd ask her, she, I, I think she was a great, she, she's a great athlete. But, um, you know, she played in school. I don't even know if she would. She'd probably think, well, that's ridiculous. I just played school volleyball, but I looked up to her so much and kind of wanted to be like her and, so I just started playing volleyball because it was fun. And, and to be honest, when, when we were, uh, when I was in grade seven in, in the town of Steinbach, we didn't even have a McDonald's. And uh, the coach promised us at the tryout that if we made the grade seven and eight girls team, we'd go to Portage La Prairie and go to McDonald's after the tournament. So I thought that'd be a pretty sweet deal and something this small town girl had never had a chance to do. And, and uh, so I, I, I tried out for that team and, I tell you what, I just played school volleyball because it was fun. And, you know, I had, you know, there were friends that I could hang out with. And by the time I got to grade nine, um, Shannon Ormiston was her name then. And now her, she's Shannon Kaler. She was ended up being my varsity girls high school coach. And she saw me in grade nine and she came to me and she said she had just come out of the University of Manitoba. She had played there for a year or two and came out of that system. And then she uh, she saw me and she said, I think you're going to be able to play this game. And no one else really said that to me, you know, at that time. And uh, she was, a, she, I think if she had never come to Steinbeck to coach us and to give us that window into what was possible, uh, this would not be my story. I don't think I would have had a clue. I wouldn't have known. But um, she helped me sort of blaze a trail of Steinbeck kids to go to Winnipeg and, and you know, face the big city and, and try to go for it. And so uh, that, that's why I started playing more and more. And she really, she really just didn't let me not try. She just kept saying, I mean, I got cut from provincial team after provincial team. And she kept saying, but I know it's in there. I know what you are going to be able to do. They just don't see it yet. She is an incredible woman. And I think she was part of this nomination. So I have so much to thank her for. She was actually, I told her before, as soon as I heard, I, I think she might have been, after my husband and my parents, maybe number three on my list. And and um, it was pretty hard to tell her without being emotional. She's an incredible woman. If you're a young athlete, how important is it to have someone in your corner like that? Oh, you know what? Uh, there are there are some young athletes who have made it against all odds, even without a lot of that. But it's almost impossible. I think... And I think, honestly, when I think of Shannon and, you know, some people have asked me over the years and I've had, you know, jobs and babies and, oh, I don't know, you know, uh, many things going on. Um, and I've still tried to coach or tried to go to a, you know, a volleyball camp way out in Timbuktu or I've shared my story somewhere in a small elementary school three hours away for 50 bucks, you know, and they say, you know, why are you doing that? And I said, because somewhere there are kids like me 
there's a kid like me somewhere who needs to know that it's possible. And if I, if, if I don't share that with the kids that I have contact with, um, I'm not doing right by those who, who inspired me and, and who kept telling me, even when lots of people told me the opposite. Um, you know, someone like Shannon, she told me that, uh, that the sky was the limit for me because of what I had on the inside. I certainly didn't at five foot, six inches tall, have a lot on the outside, but, um, but someone like that. And so that's why I will never, I will never stop doing that. And, and if a kid comes up to me and, 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 you know, wants a hug and wants to, you know, um, I don't know, just to hang out for a little bit, I will absolutely always do that. Yeah. I, I think that's always super important. Do you feel like volleyball is going to be a part of your life forever? Yeah, I actually do. I actually do. Um, just last year I had, I've had since, since just last year, I've had the unbelievable opportunity to assistant coach at the university of Manitoba. And I'm doing that again with Ken Bentley, who coached me back at U of M and, and um, you know what? I, I just, there, there is, you know, it's funny because some people have said, you know, wow, that's a lot of driving again. And you're going back into the city and you're, you know, I still live in Steinbeck and um, putting in all that time and I still have my job and everything, but, the instant that I walked in the gym and I saw those girls and I felt like I could at least make a bit of a difference for them or, you know, they looked at to me knowing that I have walked in their shoes, literally walked in their shoes. And when it wasn't pretty and it wasn't always fun and it wasn't always just pie in the sky, you know, you don't win a national championship every day. You train for how many hundreds of days to finally get there. Um, I, I knew that I had to stay <laughs> and I knew this year that I had to go back and, you know, um, it's, it's the relationship that sport affords you and can create that is absolutely life giving and energy giving. And it's a vehicle to reach, reach others and to connect with others and to do something hard. And, um, and even if it doesn't always end in a championship, it's just such a winning recipe for, you know, a fulfilled time in your life and um these young women are worth every every minute that i'm on the road or you know they're incredible incredible human beings and there are so many of them i I think that's never ending so i sure hope it's a part of my life forever (laughs) well said well michelle appreciate your time tonight thanks for coming on the show congratulations again on this honor and a great career and life that continues in volleyball all the best thank you so much I'm, i'm just humbled and honored and I just have to say that uh, it's interesting in a team sport, um, you know, uh, to be singled out, I suppose, for uh, for a short time. But um, this is a testament to, you know, I-, I was little in a big woman's sport, but there are a lot of really amazing tall women that were incredible friends of mine and still are um, that uh, enabled me to do what I what I did and make so many dreams come true. And we did that together. So I just want to make sure that people hear that and, and know that uh, there will never be a moment that I that I think I ever did anything by myself because that is uh, so untrue, which is maybe the best lesson to learn from a team sport. Awesome. Michelle, thanks for this. Have a good night. You bet. You too. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. Come on and thanks for all the fish. So sad that they should come to this. We try to warn you over the